So if you brought your Bibles with you, you can turn to the book of Genesis, chapter 21. You can mark that for just a moment. You could also go to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 4. Uh, we're going to begin reading there here uh, in just a moment. So Genesis, chapter 21. 2 Corinthians, chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and I want to skip down to the 4th verse. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. The blindness, notice who the blindness belongs to. To those that believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God, should shine unto them. This morning I want to ask you or to remind you, to encourage you, to see what God has provided. I want you to see what God's provided in your life. Here's the thing I want you to notice about God. That if God's provided for something for you in your life, it is absolutely irrelevant if I see it, if it's meant for you, God needs to open your eyes. Let's go back to the book of Genesis for just a moment. Book of Genesis chapter 21. And in verse 19, says this. And God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. And she went and filled the bottle and water and gave the lad to drink. So let's go back just a minute about this particular account that we're reading about with Hagar and Ishmael. God promised Abraham, or Abram, he said, Abram, you are going to be fruitful, you're going to multiply, and you are going to, your seed is going to outshine, or outnumber, I should say, the number of stars that are in the sky. So what did God think? So when God told Abraham, Abram, he said, Abram, you're going to have so many children. So Sarah had got to the point in her life that she said, well, God's not going to give me children. So why don't you, with the handmaid Hagar, why don't y'all have children? And then those are going to be the promise that God has said. So sure enough, Abram and, uh, and Hagar, they do have a child by the name of Ishmael. Our scripture this morning is about Hagar and Ishmael. So sure, God began to, to not allow, but yes, it did happen that Abram and Hagar had a child by the name of Ishmael. And there was some, some, uh, some jealousy or some rage in there when Sarah began to realize what had happened. And God said, this is not the, the seed of faith. God is telling Abram and Sarah that they had to believe that God was going to give them a child in his timetable and by his means. And sure enough, as Sarah got well beyond the, the age of bearing a child, she did begin to bring forth children. Uh, and we see that's of the promise of God. But let's go to these that are not of the promise of God. That's what I want to look at this morning, these that are not of the promise of God. Even though it's a plan devised by a man, which was Abram's wife Sarah, even though this was her plan, it was still not God's plan. But God provides even when we are out of his will. God still will provide what it is that we need. And what I mean, even out of his will, God can reconcile us to him. And that's what I want to look at this morning is that do we see what God has provided? 
So we see with, uh, with Sarah, excuse me, with Hagar and with Ishmael, they had been kind of cast out of the household of Abraham. They no longer were welcome there, and they were in a wilderness. And in this wilderness, let me skip down to the, uh, back up to the 14th verse. Read Genesis 21, 14. We're already in the 21st chapter, so read the 14th verse. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread and a bottle of water and gave it to Hagar, putting it on the shoulder and the child and sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. So they got to a point, they were out in the wilderness. In this time, there was a time of, of, of a great thirst that was happening. Now, that's what I want you to see very, very plainly and very quickly real quick is that God had put these people in a situation that they might see what he had provided for them. So let's read what happens in the... Skip down to the 17th verse, if you will. Excuse me, 19th verse. And God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. This morning I want to ask you this. What has God provided for you in your life that you're not seeing? So really the deeper question might be this. Why are we not seeing this well. Let's go back and read verse 17 and verse 18 and verse 19 if we can for a second. And God heard the voice of the lad. I believe that God's hearing what's going on. And the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said unto her, What aileth thee, Hagar? So again, even though this whole plan was not the way God wanted it, He's, God was not asking them again what was going on in their lives so that he might have a revelation to him. He wanted them to realize is that they had a need in their life that only God could provide for them. Folks, do you believe this? Do you believe that when we get to a point in our life that we come to an understanding that only God can provide our needs? Do you believe God can provide your needs? Now let's ask ourselves a deeper question. Do we believe God does provide. Here's the thing. Hagar had a need in her life. Ishmael had a need in his life. God provided a well, but the problem is they couldn't see the well. How many of us has God provided what we need and it's right before us, but we are blind? Remember what we read in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 that, that, that when the glorious light of the gospel reveals that we can see things? Folks, there are things that we can see in God's word that God means for us. There are things in God's word that he's trying to reveal to us, to teach us, to show us these things. And in that 17th verse, he begins to ask the question, what aileth thee, Hagar? So before Hagar is ever going to get rescued or before Hagar is ever going to have the needs supplied, there's going to have to be an admittance or, or maybe an acknowledgement that there's a need in her life. You know, this morning, there's nothing wrong if you are here in this church and you've got a need in your life. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. You may think this morning that, that it's a sign of weakness, that maybe it's a sign of, uh, of something bad in your life. The truth is, every one of us here today, we've got needs in our life. Every one of us. But here's the thing. God can provide every single need that every one of us can bring into His presence. God can provide that, but are we seeing these things. That's what we're leading up to here in the 19th verse. But again, let's look at the rest of the 17th verse. 
That when, this, that, that when the God begins to appear, this, this angel out of heaven, it said, called and uh, Hagar out of heaven and called unto her, What aileth thee, Hagar? And then the voice comes and says, Fear not. I believe this morning that for many people, they're walking around in this life in fear, and God is trying to get to fear not. The scriptures are, are, are filled full of times when God encouraged his people to fear not. Isaiah 41 and 10 talks about how that we're not supposed to fear because God is with us. And that's, that's something important for us to realize today is that if we could open our eyes, we would have a lot of fear removed from our life. Fear is contagious and we know that. I pray today that just the opposite of that, that peace might be contagious to the people that we are around, that they too might find peace in their life. And the reason they find peace in their life is, is because God has opened their eyes to the well that is right under them. We have a saying sometimes we use around here, said if it would have been a snake, it would have bit you. In other words, what we mean by that is, it's so close to you that you don't even recognize it's there. I, I simply fathom today how many things in our life is God laid right there in front of us like a well to provide our need but yet we're dying of thirst isn't it amazing today the gospel that is going out but yet there are people around us in our lives that are spiritually dying of thirst and yet it's a well that God said is right there in front of you would you just open your eyes Sometimes we think that, that it's got to be glamorous and sometimes we think it's got to be some kind of a, a uniqueness about it, folks. Sometimes it's just simply a well that only God could provide. But God began to speak unto Hagar saying, you've got the thermos, you've got the, the container that you need. He said, I'm going to provide what you cannot provide for yourself. There's an emptiness in Hagar and, and Ishmael's life. I wonder how many people are not only in this very place, but how many people are in our lives that we see. How many people in this world today are walking around spiritually empty this morning. Spiritually empty because they don't have what they feel like that they need. They're dying of thirst. And God is saying, would you just open your eyes? That's what the 19th verse is saying. You're afraid of what you're going to see. But maybe there's the opposite of that. Folks, what you see might bring peace in your life. People are afraid that if they can see things that, that fear is going to enter in. He said, no, I'm going to let you see a whale. And when you see that whale, you're going to realize I've provided what you need. So the idea comes along and says, fear not. Listen to what happens in the 18th verse. Arise and lift up the lad and hold him in thine hand. Before Hagar is ever going to experience any kind of a deliverance, she's going to have to listen and she's going to have to obey him. Folks, I believe that we're going to have to listen to the word of God in our life. There's a lot of people that's going to have what we call selective hearing. And what I mean by selective hearing is people that want to take the word of God and they want to pick and choose what they should believe or they want to pick and choose what parts they want to apply to their life. But as Paul said, he had to declare the entire counsel of God. Folks, we have a responsibility to abide by the entire counsel of God. We have to take it and we must abide by it. You know what? Sometimes we hear God speaking, but we don't want to open our spiritual eyes today. Sometimes we realize is that we don't see what God provides because we're afraid of what we're going to see. Arise and lift up the lad and hold him in thine hand. <coughs> Isn't it amazing that, that, that Hagar and Ishmael had got to a place 
A place where they were cast down. And this is where I talked about that, that even through wrong, God's going to make things right. They were cast down, but God said, even those that are cast down, I'm going to provide what they needed to be strengthened in their life. I don't know how weak you are this morning. I know sometimes we say about as weak as water, but I don't know how weak that you may be today. I don't know how weak you were yesterday or tomorrow or, or whatever day it is, but I do know this, that God will provide a well if we'll simply open our eyes. Sometimes we think it's got to be some, some, some glamorous and glorious means by which God's going to provide. Sometimes we want the armies just to come and bring us all of our, our, our jugs filled full of water. Sometimes God says, I've already given you a container. I've already provided the well. You just got to open your eyes and, do, and look and do something about it. Well, that's a whole other topic right there. Sometimes we don't want to do something about the situations we have in our life, but sometimes God says, here's the well. Now what are you going to do with that well? Here's the, here's the, the container by which you have. What are you going to do with that container? For it says in the 19th verse, God opened her eyes and she saw a well of waters. Sin may close our eyes, but folks, I believe this, God can open our eyes. And I believe if we can remove things that we can see for, that, that, that God begins to open her eyes and God opened her eyes. Folks, God's in the business and God is in desire to open the eyes of people. And it's not that the whale never existed. Now, let me say this. Do I believe there could have been a, a piece of land that there was no well that when she looked and she looked away and looked right back and there was a well miraculously there? Absolutely do I believe in that. But I'll tell you what else I believe. There was a well there the whole time. She just didn't see it. Sometimes we're so blinded by sin. Sometimes we're so blinded by the evilness of man that we do not see God's blessings right in front of us. Do you know what I found amazing about this whole scripture? Never do we see that they moved to another place. The well was there the whole time. Read the 19th verse with me once again. It says, And God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. What is the purpose of God revealing things unto us? Does God reveal things only to say no? Does God reveal things only to say that that's not something you can do? God reveals His plan of salvation. God reveals the means by which we are supposed to live our life. God reveals these things so that we might go down that path. Today, if God's revealing something unto you and unto me, what are we going to do with that? We have to see what God provides. What happens today that if Hagrid and Ishmael were, were dying of thirst, they, they didn't have very much, they were out of what little bit they had. What if God had never opened her eyes, she would have died? What if God never showed you the truth? What if God never allowed you to hear the glorious gospel? And I can tell you this, by, by means of, of a true calling that I believe God's given and by the spirit by which it goes in behind and what we feel that bear witness. Folks, today you're hearing and you get to expose to the truth today. But what are you going to do with the truth? Well, it can't be the truth. There's just not enough people that in the world that believe in those things anymore, folks. I'm telling you today that the word of God is truth. That well is there, but the thing about it is, people don't want to see the well that God's provided. They want things to be by their own manner or their own means. And God begins to tell uh, to Hagar, he said, God opened her eyes. Did God have to open her eyes? Did God have to provide a well? But God does. 
You want to know what grace is? It's not because we've deserved it or we, that he's entitled to open our eyes and provide that for it. It's the fact that he does. For whatever it is that God is showing you this morning, for whatever it is that God is trying to open your eyes and see the well that he's already provided, it's not because you deserve it. And I'm not trying to be mean or disrespectful to any one of us, but folks, the truth is none of us deserve the well that God has given us. We all deserve by our own plans and our own evil imaginations to die of hunger and thirst. But God said, I don't want you to perish. I want you to live. But yet, how many people are perishing? There are people today that are spiritually perishing today because they have no spiritual water. And here when God began to speak unto Hagar, it said that, that, that God opened her eyes. There's some scripture found in Psalms 118. Let me turn and read to you for just a minute. Psalm, verse 18 of Psalm 119. Sorry, I had that backwards a little bit. Psalms 119 and in verse 18. Listen to this. Anytime that we read God's word, we, we preach God's word, we study God's word, do we ever pray, God, open up the well that's already there? I just don't see it. Is there anybody here that's ever just gotten in a time of Bible study that, that, that maybe you're with somebody or maybe even you're by yourself and thought all of a sudden there was a well there that you never saw before? Sometimes people say, well, I, I've never really known that. Folks, it's always been there. You know what? There was a time in my life when God enlightened me or He showed me something I'd never seen before. I can't tell you how many times I read a scripture and, and years later it, it opened up and I saw something. It's not because it wasn't there, but God revealed it. Psalm 119 and 18 says this, Open thou mine eyes. Why does the psalmist want his eyes opened? He said there's a hindrance there. He said, Open thou mine eyes that I may behold the things out of thy law. If you read along with me, you said, Preacher, you skipped a word right there. Because you know what the law does? The law shows us the things by which we err in the, the, the faults and the fallacies that we have inside of us. But listen to this word again, written, read correctly. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. I can't tell you what a blessing it is. Sometimes I may listen to somebody else and sometimes I just... I get alone and I just start reading God's word and all of a sudden something jumps off of a page and it begins to stir in my heart and all of a sudden I've seen things that I've never seen before. And it's because when we pray and we ask God to show us the well that's there, God will open your eyes. This morning I have no doubt that God wants to open your eyes to his word. I have no doubt in my heart this morning that God wants to open your eyes to a well that he's provided. But the thing this morning is, are we seeing what God has provided? And the psalmist said, behold the wondrous things that are out of the law. God is in the business of revealing himself. God is in the business of opening up our eyes so that we might see the things that he wants us to see so that we might be able to enjoy that closeness with him. And that's what happened going back to Genesis for just a minute. When God looked at Hagar and he said that he opened and God opened her eyes. And when God opens her eyes, I believe much like we read in the psalmist that we might be able to behold wondrous things. 
Do we really see the wonderful things that God has laid before us that we're able to enjoy? Are we able to see these wonderful things that, that, that God has given us? But we must be able to see good and use it for good. For I'm reminded of some scripture found in the book of Joshua, chapter 7. <coughs> Sometimes people see, and just because they see it, this is where it gets a little confusing or a little hard. Just because they see it, they, they say, okay, well, God, you made me see it, so maybe I shouldn't do, or I should do that. Well, that's what's going to happen with Achan in the seventh chapter of Joshua, chapter 7, verse 21. What Achan do, it says, And when I saw among the, the spoils a, Babel, a, godly, a goodly Babylonian garment, and 200 shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold, and 50 shekels weight, then I coveted them. You see the progression? I see them. Sometimes when we see them, we need to take our heads and immediately turn them back, saying, Lord, keep my eyes upon you. All of a sudden, we start venturing off, and coveted just means something we, oh, wait a minute, that's got our attention, we want it. Be careful about what you want in your life, saying, God, don't let us see the things that we want. Let us see the wells that you have provided for us. For Achan, what happened? He said, I coveted them. He said, and I took them. And behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. This morning, is God trying to show you a well? Or you can't see the well because you're looking at the things that you want, the things that you covet, the things that you desire. For let's go back to the book of Genesis for just a minute. Genesis chapter 21. Let's look at that 19th verse. She saw the well of water and went. She already had the bottle. She filled the bottle with water and gave the lad drink. I think you would agree with me if I told you what a true, blessed privilege it is for Hagar to have a well when they're thirsty. But you know what? I believe with that privilege and that with that privilege she had came that responsibility. You know what I've learned about a well? It's about like driving by a restaurant. You ever drive by a restaurant and get full just looking at the sign? Matter of fact, if anything, if they do their job advertising, it'll make you hungrier. Simply observing is never enough. Sometimes we think if we go to church or we watch church or we, we're kind of surrounded by that we feel like that, that our needs are going to be met. Notice the difference is the, the, the vast difference between observing something and partaking something. And she saw the well of water and went and filled the bottle with water and gave the lad drink. Had she hung her head in despair and never looked up, she would have never saw the well. How many people are walking around in despair with their chins down to the ground and their eyes looking down because they feel like they're defeated, folks? I know that you're thirsty. I know that, that, that you're somewhat troubled because her and the lad, and they were, they were in a, a very needful situation. But here's the thing. If you'll just open up your eyes and look, God will show you that he's given you a well. And again, I go back to what I said earlier. That well, I truly believe it had been there the whole time, but she simply couldn't see the well. We're blinded because of our defeatedness. Sometimes we're blinded because we're looking where we should not be looking. Sometimes we don't see what God wants us to see because we're distracted. And then God will come along and say, here's the well. Here's what you've been needing this whole time. Here's the well. Would you just listen to me? Would you go and draw water 
And would you drink of these things? For it says she saw, she went and filled the bottle. God did not send her on a journey so that she can enjoy the scenery. I talk about that sometimes. I love the drives and I love the scenings and the, the settings. But the truth is, it's not the scenery. It's not the beauty of looking upon the temple. The beauty is when you get inside of it. The cure for the thirst is not going to a well and looking at it. It's about putting something in the well. The question is, do you go to a well with a bucket filled and put it down? You go to the well when you're empty. If you're empty today in any form or fashion of your life, God understands that emptiness, but he wants to fill that in your life. So what happens is you take an empty container, skins, buckets, containers of different various, and they would throw them over the side. I was always amazed when I look back, you know, when, it, when I read the account of the woman at the well. And, you know, when, a lot of times when you would go to these places that if it was a place that they would cast over and they had ropes, that you could see around the outside the rims where the ropes had kind of kind of rubbed in some furrows because you could tell people had been pulling up and down and wearing that spot out. What that was a sign of, that was a sign that there was some good water in that well. If you got a hold of a bad well and some bad water, people aren't going to keep going back, are they? But there was a reason people kept going to a well. There's a reason that Jesus is showing or that God is showing this well because he wants it to be something that, that is well worn that, that you might realize there's something good inside of that. Why do people keep going back? Because it's good. Why do you and I keep going to that well and drinking of that? Because the world drains it out of us, but God said, I'll fill you up. Not that our soul needs to be saved again, but God said, the world begins to drain you, and if you'll just open your eyes, you'll see what I provided. People wear the, the house of God out, the word of God out. They, they wear out an altar before God, and the reason is God will begin to take this empty container. She went and she filled her bottle. Now, if you truly understand the word filled, it's not a hard word to understand. It means incompleteness. Folks, how many people today are missing out because they are incomplete? But the word filled means a completeness to capacity. Folks, God does not want you to leave this place with anything missing in your life. He wants to provide it for you. But he said, you've got to cast. And it says, she went and filled the bottle. But here's again, empty container going into a well, a well that's been there all along for that water to come up. I don't know if she was rejoicing or shouting or crying or whatever her emotions were at that time. But I'll tell you this, I believe she had to be very thankful for what God had given her that was there the entire time. And that water began to come up. And once again, looking upon that water was not going to help the situation they were in. So it says that she went and she gave the lad to drink. If God reveals something for you, often not only is it what can provide for you in your life, but he wants you to share it with others. When's the last time you shared what God has given you? How many times of us have a testimony or something inside of us that we hold and we keep to ourselves? God said, don't do that. He said, share it. Uh, let others see what God has provided. Let, let others see what God has done for you. For it says she went, she filled the bottle, and she gave the lad to drink. 
This morning I pray today that God would just open up our eyes so that we might see and feel and understand what it is that, that we have in front of us if we will simply listen to Him. I want to read to you if I can in Psalms 146. In the 146th division of the book of Psalm. And let's read the 8th verse. It's talking about how wonderful and, and true joy comes from, from trusting in God. Trusting that God's going to provide a well. By the way, what would it be like to go to a well to cast your bucket down or your, your container down only to be empty? Well, God's not sending us to a dry place. He's sending us to a place that will be need. For the Lord openeth the eyes of the blind... And the Lord raiseth them that are bowed down. The Lord loveth the righteous. I don't know what kind of condition or position or posture that you might have this morning. But I know this. God wants to lift you up. God wants you to get out of it. For I'm going to go back now to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Paul had been writing his, not just the second letter, but the second division of a letter to the people of Corinth. And in this letter... There, there were some things that were going on in the church. And he says, don't, don't be confused or don't be disoriented. He said, trust God and what he can provide. For the God to in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. They don't believe that God's going to provide a well so they don't see the well. Lest the light of the glorious gospel. In other words, remember what we said that, that there was a desire uh, that, that, that God might open his, our eyes to the word. That's what we read in, in Psalms that we might see the, the eyes of the word that we might apply it. For that the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God should shine unto them. I believe today that God wants to shine much like he did with Paul on the road to Damascus. Or he was Saul at the time. And said, Saul, there was a, a light that shone about him. Said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Folks, God was shining a light about him. God's shining a light on you and me in our life. And he's trying to show us a well. But are we going to drink from that well? Or are we going to act like we're those that are blinded and we don't have the truth? Or we don't have the word of God in our life? My prayer this morning is this. That if you have a need in your life that you will realize. And that you will see what God has provided Maybe it's right in front of your eyes, but you've not seen it. But you've been praying, God, open my eyes. And God will do that. For it says, and God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. She went, she filled the bottle with water, and she gave the lad to drink. This morning, whatever it is that God's showing you, I'll pray that you'll do something with uh, what God's given you. God bless you this morning. That's what I had uh, upon my heart. I want us to get a song this morning.